Never, ever give up. Don't give up. Don't allow it to happen. If there's a concrete wall in front of you, go through it, go over it, go around it, but get to the other side of that wall. Never, ever give up. Tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the sultan of slits, the godfather of gash. Episode 193 of the world's greatest podcast, Pillow Fort Radio slash the Don Blankenship Experience. And we are here. It's a Sunday afternoon. And uh, it's a good time to be alive. Probably the best time ever to be alive, one would think. As far as quality of life goes, no, the Renaissance, maybe. I'm kidding. That is a very that, that would have been a terrible. That is a very Chuck answer. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe for a select few. Yeah, I mean, if awesome. you had wealth, yeah, you've been, you've been partying your ass off. <laughs> hey, it's a plague. Not here. We've got a walled city. Burn the corpses. Just party and fuck all day. <laughs> yeah, paint, paint a painting every month or so. Yeah, every now and then, just do some work, do some painting, and uh, as always, I'm joined by the former Intercontinental Champion. The Vanilla Gorilla, the Allegheny Ape, the Appalachian Assassin. That's your wrestling name, should you ever choose to go into <laughs> Yeah, but then you'd, I'd be one, you'd be two. Yeah, Appalachian <laughs> Assassin, two. <laughs> you'd be covered in mass as if you can't tell the difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't know which one of these guys it is. <laughs> they're like twins. That's the joke. There's a foot and height Is that they're twins? <laughs> uh, the... Um, the uh, Vanilla Gorilla, I think I've already said that. With, yeah. Uh, Four Man Continental First black man ever to ice skate backwards uh, down the Kanawha River, of course. Everybody knows that. Of course, I'm talking about old Chucky, a tata, a sex over there. <laughs> I'm going to start using the air horn more. I've been told that people like the air horn. Oh, God. So, These focus groups need to go away. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, and as always, the, uh, the world's greatest claw machine guy. Operator, the Cl- uh, claw machine world champion, claw machine world champion. He's a ten-time world champion. Is eleven? It depends on how you count it. You know, in, in like MMA, you're counted as a world champion every time you defend. So you get a new belt every single time. Bobby McMahon says that I've only won nine, but he's full of shit. Well, but, well, Bobby McMahon still thinks he's the lineal champion since he retired, and he was never officially beaten. And then they had that he had that farming accident where he lost his junk. Mm, God damn, I'm turned on whenever he says stuff like that. It's the um, that really happened? Yeah, the guy lost his junk. Yeah, he lost his junk. Yeah, my my nemesis at, at claw machine. Oh, yeah, he's sore because I beat him. <laughs> he he dodged John. All he's these- literally sore in his penis <laughs> yeah. forever because he's got a ghost cock. He uh he dodged John for fifteen years, and then whenever John finally. Was able to uh, well, John's been. They were competing in different circles. Oh, he was. He, yeah. start, he, he started saying around, he, he was, was calling around. that the refs fluffed for me and everything else. Well, but also, I mean, the one he was coming from didn't. It wasn't drug tested. Yeah, I mean, you can take Adderall and steroids and all mm-hmm. that stuff. He also said that his machine wasn't wasn't lubricated as well as mine. Such we know all, you know all about lubrication, but he he claims he's the lineal champion. <laughs> he claims he's the lineal <laughs> champion. Um, because uh, he retired before him and John could uh, compete against each other. 
But anyway, it's the um, is that sitcom laugh, sitcom cheer? No, it goes. It's applause that go on way too long. <laughs> like it's still going. <laughs> like it? Yeah, it's good. The Rita Rudner. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Rita Rudner of regenerative farming. The what was the one that you came up with? The Baron of uh, Oh, the Baron of Beckwith. The Baron of Beckwith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Lord of Laurel Creek. <laughs> Fayetteville's darkest bachelor. The Commodore of Cotton Hill. <laughs> oh, these are great. Let's have a have a toast to all the new nicknames for John. In my big metal cup. In my goblet. Anyway, we're here. We're having a good time. The bronze cannon of people in Fayette County. <laughs> okay. It's, it's good. It's a little out there. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little knowledge-specific joke. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, John got the first use of the cricket since I brought back the, uh, the sound. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get the crickets out. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Crickets. Yeah! Um, anyway, we've had an eventful weekend, John and I, and uh, you've not been a part of it. But uh, yeah, well, what are you going to do about that? I mean, you had to work. I made you soup. You did make soup. We uh, started off my weekend, ladies and gentlemen. For the last two and a half years, you guys have been hearing me talk about how much I hate my job, and you don't know what I specifically do for my job. But uh, I don't have that job anymore. I now have a new job. And um, I quit my old job, got a new job, and I timed out quitting my old job to where my vacation days for 2019 would kick in, and I could get paid for those. So, I'm getting my so tomorrow you start? I started my new job tomorrow. I'm not going to say where I work, but I will say I'm I'm doing what God intended me to do, working in a warehouse. That is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you both are warehouse guys. Yeah, it's a great. I, I like it. Forklifts are fun to operate. I could use the forklift and the uh, the manjack. <laughs> let me tell you what; these guys can recite safety videos yeah. off the cuff. I mean, I really, do. I, I really have seen safety videos so often. Shake hands with danger. I've seen that. I've oh, seen yeah. that ten fucking times. <laughs> Warehouse of horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Warehouse um, of pain. What is the one where you stand up in it and it's like it's a man lift? That's, it's a, a, that's what that is. Lift or does it have like forks on it? Too? It has forks on it. That's um. Uh, they call it an order picker or that's a man it. lift. Yeah. No, the order picker, like you stand on, you you can stand on it, and, and, you and it lifts you it. up. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. This one has forks that go out and get shit, but it's a stand up, and it's not. Oh, it's, it's still just a, it's a stand up forklift. Then I was really good at using those. I mean, I like that kind of shit. Lowe's, I was, I got to be very good with equipment. So it's a fun. Whenever I used to work in the warehouse at auctions, it was a game of Jenga that I really enjoyed. I'd move shit around. I had to figure out a way to get all kinds of new shit in there. So I. Right. Move shit around and uh, what's been an entire day. Fridays is what I did all day. My favorite thing though is uh, we were the we had to absorb all the abuse from the blue collar guys who consider what we consider what we did beneath them. Yeah. So uh, working we, man. Yeah, we sold all the concrete and then all the cement, which people. Some people don't know the difference. Concrete has the shit in it. Cement is just the powder. Yeah. So 
We did all that. And here comes some asshole who ordered it. And this, we had to sell this to the state road because they were, had under guessed. So they were, they were in the middle of something, ran out of here and said, we need all the cement and, and concrete you've got now. So you guys okay. could, you guys could, uh, gouge them too. They probably did. Per- no, it's like, it was a state. Was a state. But, um, but then some asshole comes in later and says, I need that. I was like, I was like, sir, we sold all of it. He's just like, Y'all need to have that stuff around for the working man. I was like, I'm sorry, I won the. I, I, I realize I won this job due to a fucking game show. You know, I mean, that's you know, this is not really what I do. And everybody else in this fucking joint is not as important as you, a guy who's doing his fucking driveway, but chewing in my in the store, shawl and a spit cup in his front pocket. God, the worst. <laughs> But sometimes you meet really good people. There's this old couple who came in all the time, and they always wanted me to help them because I was always fast and very polite, and they always tipped me. And I wasn't allowed to accept tips, but I accepted it anyway. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, I can talk about my old job now since I don't work there anymore. Um, I worked at a company that did uh, utility locating. I would mm-hmm. I would go and I would spray paint the ground and throw flags in the ground where people would be digging. And it is just the worst. <laughs> the job, I know you didn't like it. The job itself is easy. It's yeah. easy to get. Yeah, it out doesn't sound. You hard. hook up to a thing and it shoots a a, thi- a charge through it, and you and you just use your little wand and go over top of it and you spray paint where it is. It's that part is easy. But whenever they they put me covering an area the size of Rhode Island, yeah, and in the in probably the, bigger than Rhode Island, probably probably square square mileage wise, like I had seven counties at one point, the entire center of the state. Jesus, I was doing and and being on call that was the worst. Yeah, but I drove three hundred thousand miles in the last two and a half years. And Have you been, had you been there? That He's long? seen the state. I've been there almost th- three years. You consider huh. it a blessing because you've got to I tour <laughs> Southern West Virginia. I got to see almost every holler, every every little thing that we have to offer down here, as far as. Uh, seeing the entire state, so that's good. I don't. I didn't mind that, mm-hmm. but just the the uh, the driving and driving and driving, and you know, you get somewhere and there's nothing for you to do. So <laughs> you yeah, gotta, you got to leave anyway. And they didn't teach me how to use most of the fucking tools. I had to learn everything pretty much by myself. Yeah, like that's the worst. Like the prints on the computer, I could just look it up and tell if I needed to go somewhere. Right. But nobody ever taught me how to use it until like the last year and a half. And I was like, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> how how have I survived this long? <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad to be done with it. Um, I was glad to have had the job at the time because it came in a, whenever I'd been laid off for seven months. My unemployment had run out. Mm. I'm glad it's over, though. And Sometimes unemployment's fun. I was, fun employment. That's why I was. That's why I started the show. Fun employment. Yeah. I was okay with it yeah. until uh, until it ran out. I mean, I, I just right before I got laid off from my other job, I just bought a big sack of weed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I would get stoned every every morning. I'd wake up, mm-hmm. make breakfast, get on the website, and start trying to find uh, jobs. Mm-hmm. I would apply for jobs while I was high for four or five hours every day. All right. And then I'd get high in the evening and do nothing, watch TV or something. So it was fine, but. It's over now. Um, I've got a new one, and I'm happy to do that. It must have been love. But it's over now. Roxette. The worst part, man, is was being on call, because we'd be sitting here in the middle of a show, and my phone would ring. And, you had to you know, go. Most of the time, I didn't go. <laughs> most of the time, you didn't have to go. Most of the time, I didn't have to. Right. Last week, I should have, because we got one before we started. <laughs> I definitely yeah, should it. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I said they should have... Told him I was quitting. They should have known better than to leave me on call for this. But nothing happened, so it wasn't that big of a deal. 
No one died. Hashtag no one died. Hashtag no one died that I know of. But I'm glad it's over. I'm, I don't know. I'm excited to start something else, do something else for once. Yeah. I'm, it's like I've, uh, ever since I've, like whenever I was driving down the road, the guy called me and, and uh, asked if I was still interested and all that stuff. And I almost broke out into tears. It felt like an elephant just got up and just walked away off off of my <laughs> section. Yeah. You know, I was, I was like, God. Well, it's man. like when I got quit slash fired from Lowe's. Quired. You got quired. <laughs> um, I should have been upset because I didn't have another job. But I was so fucking happy and relieved that I didn't have to deal with those jerk offs anymore. And I didn't have to deliver, deliver stuff to jerk offs because almost every person you deliver to is a jerk off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they don't measure their house to see if the thing will get through. And, you know, <laughs> then we're trying to, we have to think of all kinds of ways. You got to end up taking like the, the, uh, the legs off of something. Yeah. Oh, take the doors off the refrigerator and then, and, and then, and then the people who run don't scratch it. And then the people who run the delivery department never tell them that we're not installers. So we can install. We say we don't install things, and they get so pissed off. Like I'm not qualified to install anything. You know, I, I would get that. Um, uh, with my job, you were only to locate AEP lines or Frontier, mm-hmm. or a, sometimes we would do cable, but. You go to a farm, and a guy's like, well, I I ran the electric from the fuse box there all the way to the barn, three-quarters of a fucking mile away through yeah. his field. He's like, I need you to do that, too. I, one time I told a guy, I mean, need in one hand and shit in the other. See which one fills up first. Did you really tell him that? Yes. <laughs> I, we, I'd already established awesome. a rapport with this guy. He was he, a dickhead. And- yeah, we, he was. We were talking and, and joking around. Were, oh, okay. Dude, dude, talking to. Each I was. Other. I was. Okay. I was mirroring him the way he talked to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like in, uh, like, in Gran, about, like in Grand, like in Torino when he's talking to the barber. He's like, "How you doing, today? You, you worthless sack of shit." Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he, he'd follow me around and, and uh, watch what I was doing, but he ran like an electric cable all the way somewhere. Else. Like uh, almost everywhere you'd go, if the owner was there, they'd want you to locate something else for them that they, can you do the gas line? Not allowed to do the gas line. Get fired. If I do the gas line. Yeah. And they get mad anyway. Yeah. Sometimes they get mad. It's like, well, what'd you even coming out here for? You, you called eight one one to, for me to come out here and do this other pe like other, um, I work for a company that handles these lines. These two. Somebody else works for a company that handles yeah, the, other the gas company would always do their own. Pretty mm-hmm. much, and the uh, water would do their own. And most of the time, neither of them would put tracer wires in with their st- shit, so they couldn't find it anyway. So that's that's <laughs> kind of what happens when, when people imagine, like, envision something happening where there's a bureaucracy involved. Yeah. Whether it's a business or a government or whatever it is, people just think, oh, let's just, we'll just have a person that does this. Yeah, it's a free service, too. You don't pay for it. And, and yeah, and they, and they just assume that there's not going to be, you know, that there's not going to be complications. That you're not going to need a yet another person and yet another right. person to do this, that, and the other. And so the system taxes itself through all of this red tape, you know, through all of the. It's just naturally inefficient because things are never as simple as you think they're going to be. Right. Yeah. One time a guy told said, "Why am I even? Why am I even paying for this?" Like you're not. This is free. This is, all you do is call eight one one and we show up. You should. This is an amazing thing that we're doing. No, they're, they're definitely <laughs> they're definitely paying for well, it. Well, it gets they're like indirectly. The little, indir- yeah, but it's like a dollar every six months or something for. Every, it's very little that's added on to your bill. Right, but it it is the money does come from somewhere. Right, it's not free. Oh, it definitely does. Well, my thing was is that 
there was almost no in between. Like, if it was a good looking chick, would you uh, install it for him? If you knew, how? I don't know how to install anything. So no, right on. Um, but okay. Good morning, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my flower, my everything. Let's go full throttle. Um, and one day I had two. I had the worst customer I ever had, and the best customer I ever had. And the the best one was first. And here it was this couple, and they were like painfully nice and they wanted me to do this with a refrigerator and stuff and you know bring it in and all that stuff which of course i did and then they said would you mind hooking up the water lines i'm really not supposed to do that but you know it's not that big of a deal so i did that and then something messed up so i had to come back and the woman was so mortified that i had to that i got in trouble for having to stay there for so long she started crying Oh, man. I basically had to pat her shoulder and say, it's going to be okay. This is fine. I was like, they don't understand. They don't, they don't, they're not delivery people. So I get yelled at regardless. I yeah. was like, don't worry about that. And they gave me a big, big ass tip. And they were just really nice people. And then a couple of customers later, there was this fucking guy and they lived on a hill that was like this. Those. Delivery oh. trucks have no ass. I mean, they, they, they have no power. So I had to get a run at it and neglected to tell me that there's a power line that stretches above their house. I tore that fucking power line down because nobody told me. It was like, and the guy cussed me for like 10 minutes. It was like a power line going to like a street light or something. No, it was a power line going to his home. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So that got torn down. They had to call the power, power company. And then I, it was a washing machine that I was delivering. Not a washing machine, a uh, dishwasher. So I came in, I set it down. He's like, "You're gonna install that now, right?" And I can't. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this guy's voice. He was like a fucking cartoon, just like something out of Family Guy. That's just a jerk off, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, "No, I'm not an installer." So he went. What he did after he cussed me, and I said, "Buddy, I'm not gonna listen to this anymore." I was just like, "I was like, sign for the thing, and I'm getting out." I said, "I'm sorry about your power line. Nobody told me. I had to get a run at it. What do you want me to do?" <laughs> And he really told me, he really knew he'd piss me off at this point. And I am one of those people, I'm really nice until you piss me off, and then you know you've got something. So he started to back off and tried to be less shitty, but he's yeah, still being shitty. the angrier you get, the bigger you get. You're like the Hulk in that way. <laughs> well, kind of. I really do that sometimes. <laughs> but um, not like the Hulk, of course, but just get, my blood gets pumping so bad that I just, you know. But anyway. Um, so he told... My manager that I had torn the power line down on purpose, told him I didn't care. Then he said I took his dishwasher and threw it in his front yard and like literally threw it in the front yard. The story he told is like the actual Hulk had showed up. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he came to the store. They were 40 minutes from the store and he drove all that way to tell him this story. And I got in trouble, even though I looked at him and said, you're a liar. Mm. As you are lying right now to everybody standing around here. You're a liar, sir. You know, and that's what I did. And then they took me aside and said, you can't talk to us. Like he's calling me a fucking liar. Fuck him and fuck you. You know, I just got so sick of dealing with that shit. So finally, they started pairing me with people. They, they one of them was this guy Sturgill. Sturgill was a an avowed, not avowed. He was an obvious drug addict. He was on pills so bad it was unreal. And he took a shit in somebody's house <laughs> in the bathroom. You know, if you have to pee, that's one thing. I tried not to do it, but if you had to do it every now and then, I mean, you just don't have time. That's what you do. 
he and a woman found him upstairs going through one of her rooms, like just looking at stuff. So Sturgill for you, yeah. But then I was just like, "Do not send that idiot out with me again. He's a drug addict. He's a moron. Don't send that guy out with me again." So then they got another good new guy in there, and he was kind of nice. But we had a huge delivery day that day, and day. and refrigerators and washing machines and all this stuff. The guy didn't know how to do anything. He he was not versed on anything. Couldn't even. So do, so I said so I I lost it. I said every time I walk in this place I get fucked and I'm starting and I'm getting so mad. And then this fucking manager went to the head manager and said you were cussing people out. I was I said I was standing there with two grown men in the back of the store. If they can't handle a little cursing, I I, I don't know what to say for them. I was like, this is a working man's job. You're not going to hear a curse word every now and then? And the guy was so... And he tried to he tried to do this thing. He's like, well, here's what we're going to do. You're going to work in the store today uh, until I do a, a, a an investigation. An investigation, and then we're going to f- see what you're going to do. I said, no, I'm not doing that at all. I said, you're telling me before I leave this office what's going to happen. He said, well, they usually get fired. I said, yeah, then I'm just going to walk out. I said, fuck you. And I grabbed my stuff and walked out. And he tried to escort me out. And I turned around and just went like this. And he walked away. Because he was, oh, man, Steve Young. I'll never forget that fuck. Quarterback for the 49ers, huh? God, I wish he had been. Goddamn. But he was just a cocksucker. See, I mean, they would, the way they would fuck me over, and I don't think he, the boss really meant to fuck me over, but it felt like getting fucked. Because mm-hmm. uh, no matter where it was, if somebody in the southern half of the state called off of work, I would have to take their area and then do my area right. as well. So, that was a lot of fun. You got 30 or 40 jobs due, and one of them's in, and 10 of them are in Logan County. Yeah. Logan, Mingo, Lincoln down there. And you got to go all the way through Charleston, all the way through Jackson County, all the way over to Roan County, and do 15 or 20 of them over there. So, that's great. That's not a 500-mile day. God. Jesus fucking Christ. the worst, man. It was, I mean, it was bad, but once I figured out the, the print system where you could look, it up, look up and see where everything was, if there was anything over... Uh, underground there It got a little bit easier But still Emergencies Like yeah. if there's an emergency There's not a whole lot you, you can do You gotta go Especially if there's something there And there's nobody to To really um, Check it for you You know Right But um, uh, the, I think the the reason why I got treated like that Is because I'm An hour and a half from everywhere mm-hmm. Where I live And you It was the type of job Where you bring home your own truck And uh no matter where it was, I could get get there in an hour and a half, two hours. So that's that's why I got Charleston. I, um, Mercer County had to do that a lot, right? Uh, wherever Lewisburg, Greenbrier County, all that. I, I live in Fayette County, and rarely did I ever do anything in Fayette County. It was amazing. This place, for one thing, which place are we talking? Lowe's. Lowe's. Okay. We were delivery service, right? But this guy knew zero about West Virginia. Zero. The guy who ran the store. He's from Virginia. He'd never even been through to here to visit. Not one time. I was like, you're right fucking next door. How can you not know anything about the state? But anyway, he was loading. They were they were loading up all this giant order. And everybody's freaking out about it. And they're like. Where's that? It's in Richwood. I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I said, you're going to drive all this Charleston? stuff to Richwood when there's a Lowe's in Somersville. Somersville. <laughs> it's like, we are not a fucking hub. We, this, 
that's not how it works. It's like, you tell them to call Somersville and place their order there. It's like, this is not rocket science. It would drive me crazy because they would do it all the time. I had to make a delivery. It took us two fucking hours to get there. One way for one delivery. And it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. My boss would do the same thing because he'd get a map of the state mm-hmm. and there are dots everywhere. And he'd look at one place and then look at another. Well, that'd take about 45 minutes. And meanwhile, it's three and a half hours. Right. Like cause just because you're looking at dots on the map. He's from West Virginia and he's done he's done the job before, but he would just look at dots and nah, it's about 45 minutes. You, you can do that. You can do this. You can do that. Like, Jesus, fuck, man. Yeah. But whatever, I'm not dealing with it anymore. That's good. I mean, he didn't even he didn't even call me to to say thanks for all I'd done and uh, wish me good luck in my future endeavors on my last day. Well, no, like, you son of a bitch. We do a conference call in the morning. Yeah, and uh, then we did like three of them on uh, my last day. So, and you got to say your name whenever you get on the conference call. So I would, I'd, whenever it said, please state your name, blah, 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 I would, it would beep and I would do that. <laughs> and every time somebody would come on to the, to the uh, thing, I would do that. <laughs> it was the last time. Awesome. I didn't give a fuck. Fuck yeah. all these people. Anyway, we had a big weekend, me and, me and John and you. Start off my weekend after I quit my job and uh, Chuck was making uh, beef stew. Soup. It's not soup. It's a subtle difference. Vegetable beef soup. Mm-hmm. What is the difference? Viscosity. Basically, yeah. It was. It was. It was soup. Soup. Soup texture. So, what do you you like measure the the ABV of this of the? No, it's not. No, to determine I mean, whether stew stew is more like a, <laughs> stew is. I would say more of a gelatinous type deal. I mean, not gelatinous, but it's very thick, and you, you know, it's, like I don't consider chili soup. Chili's more of a stew. Yeah, that's what I think, because I, I thicken it up a little bit, too. Clam chowder, that's a stew. I mean, things like that. Soup is soup. You know, you got vegetable beef soup. You got chicken noodle soup. It's the broth, basically, is, is, is what sets it apart. But if you, you know, if you leave it on the on the stove there on low for a while. It does become reduce, more stew-like. Does it become, at what point, it's, a, it's like the ship of Theseus. It's like, at what point <laughs> is it no longer the same ship? God damn it. <laughs> it's getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I went over to uh, to to Chuck's on Thursday evening because I took Friday off uh, with my vacation days, and this week I'm going to get paid for all those, hopefully. And um, I had soup and watched uh, Breaking Bad a whole lot, and and yeah. uh, Clerks. Watch Clerks. <laughs> haven't seen Clerks in a long time. You still haven't finished Breaking Bad? Now I've got eight episodes left. Oh man. I would have done. He, Hank good. just found uh, the Walt Whitman Leaves of Grass with uh, that Gail had signed. Yeah, you're kind of you're into the part of the show now where I, uh, I wouldn't say lost interest, but it was like you know. Well, I'm what I'm. There's only so much. There's only so far you can take that story. The guy Hank is such a sweet man. He really is. That this is going to destroy him. You know what I mean? Having to go after Walt and you know, and then finding out all this stuff. Spoiler alert: He relishes it. Has the best time. Bullshit. It's like a buddy cop movie at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Takes out a milk and magnesia. Get too old for this shit. <laughs> um, no, but I, I just know it's gonna it's gonna absolutely tear that family apart because then Skylar's gonna have to tell her, you know, her sister's gonna know that Skylar knew. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is just gonna unravel this family. And this is right after, 
right after she takes him in that fucking storage building and said, is this enough? Is, how much is enough? pile of fucking money. Fucking pile of money. Bill Burr there probably had to be $30 million there. <laughs> oh. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. And I was just like, yeah, Walt, is this fucking enough? But you, you, know? you realize it's not about the money, it's about the power. Sure, I understand that. Minute after minute. But now he's got the power. <laughs> Say my goddamn name. Oh God! I don't want. To. But uh, yeah, we watched the uh, Cl- Clerks. Is still game, very sir. funny. Um, black and white, which is a fun choice. Once you once you realize that it was the only film stock they could afford was the black and white film, you realize, oh okay, it's pretty good, and it worked. And it worked pretty good. Then um, Saturday. I found out that my friends in Red Audio were playing at the Grove in Fettville. And me and John went to that. That, uh, that was on Friday. Friday. That was yeah. still Friday. What the hell was this? <laughs> uh, yeah, Friday night. We figured that out. Or, uh, and they were, oh, the, uh, first of all, I want to say the Grove is awesome, not because it's like a super amazing venue or anything. Or it sounds great. It's that the show started eight, hmm. and they end by eleven. No questions asked. Oh, that's cool. That's tremendous, if you ask me. As yeah. far as I'm concerned. But uh, Red Audio, uh, they were opening for a Japanese band, punk, that punk was, band. Yeah, they were just on their way through. That's really awesome. Did they speak English? Not a bit. This is them. They have a they have a mighty mighty Boston's guy. They just have a guy that dances. That's not a punk band. They're a prog. That's a thrash band. They're like a progressive rock band. They go all kinds of places. I'm sure that there's some fucking Japanese genre that we don't have that they are. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Now, I liked it. But I'm never going to listen to it again except for right now. <laughs> it's not because it's, it was great. It was out, it was awesome to see mm-hmm. like people that have no fucking connection with West Virginia just brushing. Just deciding to come in and play a show. Well, yeah, they were on their way from one place to another. And they just picked up a show last minute I mean, right there. Let's to, be honest. It's really cool. If this was a if this was an all white American band from Ohio Nobody and they were and they were singing these same melodies in English, I'd be like, this is gay as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, very good. But because it's Japanese and it's culture, because they're from somewhere else, it's like, oh, this is awesome, and then everybody's like, all about it. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were very talented and very good. Oh, they were a good band. They were solid. Yeah, but I mean, it's just not my cup of tea. But um, they, you know, they performed. Yeah, is that at the Grove right there? No, that was at an actual big venue. Okay, but I, I do like the Grove. I hope to uh, get in touch with them and maybe book some gigs just just because. Having something over with by the time things in, in Charleston normally start mm-hmm. is amazing to me. And not being a fucking hour plus. Yeah, it's half hour to get there for me. So, But um, I really enjoyed that, John. That was the first time you saw Red Audio Live, too, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Got to see our friend J-Mo and it was, it was Jet fun. and uh, my acquaintance, uh, Scott Hinkle. Mm. I got to see some people that I'm friends with on Facebook, and I'm like, how do I know this person? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got dreadlocks now. Okay. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I wanted to go, but I had to work. 
Yeah, I saw Chelsea there. Mm-hmm. She was there. She didn't recognize me when she first saw me. I, I don't think she'd seen me. Go to Chelsea since no, I was a kid, no. yeah, like a teenager probably. Me. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I thought they were good. Um, didn't really understand a word they were saying. They they did a couple of words of English. Like the drummer was trying to talk to us. And uh, the the dancing guy at one point said some shit, and then he was like, "Do you like me?" Now, <laughs> everyone was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> it was it was pretty packed too. There's I don't know how many people were in there, but it felt like a hundred or so. Yeah, which is a small venue. Mm-hmm. But uh, I leaned over to JMO in the middle of the set, like they when they got done with the song, I leaned over to JMO and I said, "Pray, flea bird." <laughs> got a big laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big laugh out of everybody I told that to. Hence uh, <laughs> the uh, Facebook post. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was that was good. I enjoyed it. Then, um, oh, you need to hook up. Holler if you hear me. It's late. I don't play it anyway. We were talking about Elvis Costello, so. Oh, yeah. We, well, we talked about Elvis Costello yesterday. <laughs> so. But somebody, you were talking about Chelsea. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, um, and then yesterday, I... Me and John just kind of went to Beckley and drove around. And I Did was, some shopping. I was trying to find like some clothes for work. And some I dude like, shopping. Nothing really. I got a couple t-shirts and then we went to our new sponsor, which is Padrino's Italian Restaurant. Oh my God, Chuck. You would love you it. You like Italian, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but like, yeah, I like Italian. You got your spaghettis, you got your manicottis. Raviolis. Yeah. But we're talking like... Authentic. Yeah, if, if Gino's was a, was run by actual Italian people who cared, <laughs> yeah. that's Padrino's. Okay, but I got the uh, I got the stuffed shells, which is uh, you know your shell pasta with uh, what is it ricotta, ricotta, and, and then topped with mozzarella. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so basically pasta with cheese in it. Red sauce and Which, then cheese on top of that. That sauce is That's delish. Is, and then baked it. And it sound that they're not reinventing the wheel, but something about that sauce. That sauce is fucking to kill for. It, like we were both. You're both. You're kind of high when you finish it. You just kind of push it away. And you're like, you're not like stuffed full. Like like after you eat fettuccine alfredo, where you just feel bad. Oh yeah. But yeah. you're like you're very satiated, and you're just. But you're like, like I get high both times I've been. I've got high from it. I guess from the cheese. Well, you got the cheese. The, so much fat. That's sauce, man. I swear to God. Yeah, it's like sweet and bright tasting, and it's uh, kind of garlicky. Yeah, that sounds great. It's just like it's just like a party in your mouth. And everybody's coming. I mean, we ought to go up there <laughs> one time. I also want to... What's the other one? Calcino's? Calcino's is... Yeah. And that's like more... You know, it's got the bar, and it's a music venue. And, um, you know... So they have live music. Our good friend Clinton Scott. But the menus, and they're very close in proximity, and the menus are kind of similar. Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy about Beckley is like, there's so many restaurants. It is weird. It's, yeah, there are. There, like, it's, there are it's, not, it's not, do you want sushi? It's which sushi place. It's not, yeah. do you want Italian? It's which Italian? It's not, do you want Mexican? All like, you know, just packed into this like, but Beckley's really still. Po- really poorly designed infrastructure. Yes, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a terribly designed city. Well, I mean, it's just, it grew organically. It didn't, you know... It's one of those places that wasn't planned. No. And like uh, how Morgantown is now. Morgantown's ridiculous. God. But um, I, I always, Beckley always gives me a, it, it feels like to me that it has a massive Charleston inferiority, inferiority complex. 
You know what I mean? And they, they can't make up for the real estate because Charleston's a fucking city. You know what I mean? Beckley's a city too, but it's more like a large town. You know, it's not. It's it's no, it's not even a city. It's it's like a small town with suburban sprawl around it. That, or, yeah. that, that serves a larger area of rural people that don't have anywhere fucking else to go. Exactly. They that's, come to Beckley yeah. not because Beckley's a cool place, but because that's the only place you can go. Because there's. <laughs> well, I wish Beckley would replan like. The the city that's planned great and and is just becomes more beautiful every time I go up there. It's Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Fayetteville's awesome. And if they just had somebody more able to hammer out, well, this is the way shit should be. We should make a grid of streets. We should do, you know what I mean? Beckley would be great. It'd Charleston's be designed pretty well. It's a oh, yeah. grid. Yeah. If you get lost, just go to the river. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I love Charleston. I, I wish Charleston had more stuff. Charleston's got plenty of stuff, but well, it does get a bit crowded there. Yeah. Especially on a Friday evening, Saturday evening. Well, I don't ever. I try not to. I avoid Charleston on weekends, basically. <laughs> it's a shithole when all those fucking idiots coming from out of the hollers and. Woo! Let's just, fight. Just, let's drink and fight. Just try yes. to try to avoid uh, Southridge during shopping season. Oh God! And uh, downtown, the gauntlet. During, you mean? Yeah, downtown during drinking nights. Which, by the way, people listening, I I will be playing at the Blue Parrot in Charleston this Friday. I don't know when I go on, but it starts at 10 for some reason. The doorman might be one Andrew Frampton. Yeah, you know what? I might uh, try to work up a song for him, him to come and sing. He can sing, right? I think he likes to sing, whether he can he's or not. Bad. <laughs> he's not bad. I mean, he's, I might, if, if he knows like Free Fallen, I might have him come up and sing it with me. I bet he knows Free Fallen. It's a, it's a good cover. You can at least yeah. sing the chorus. Yeah. But yeah, I'm playing there with uh, my good friend Casey Shingleton from uh, a few bands, and he's a professional wrestler. He's a, uh, what's his, Kirk Blackman. Hmm. And uh, so I'll be up there playing my, my songs that are sad. And you guys can come say hi. Travel from as far, if you're a real fan of this show, no matter where you live, you will travel to see me play the one time a year that I play out. So let's let's go full throttle. Let's make it happen. Let's go full throttle. <laughs> also, uh, I'm... I'm uh, expanding my services for weddings and stuff this summer. If uh, you need anybody to play weddings. Bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs. Um, bar mitzvahs. Birthday parties, whatever it is. Brat mitzvahs. It'll be $1,000. And uh, I'll play an hour. And I'm not going to learn any any of your special bullshit. I'm just going to play the songs that I have. And, uh, and I'll probably get drunk. So it'll be great. So if you guys need anything like that out there in uh, Pillow Fort Radio Land... The, the, in the Tri County area, <laughs> the Tri City area, yeah, Gully Bridge, Montgomery, and <laughs> Smith. <Smithers. laughs> <laughs> you have to travel further than that, then it's it's well, then pay, I probably paid her the mile. Oh yeah, we're getting paid eleven dollars a mile. <laughs> <laughs> eleven dollars, yeah, that's the going rate. I, I mean, ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. But um, yeah, I'm excited to, to actually play out in front of people. Hopefully, people show up. Don't know that they will. I'm not very good at promoting things. What day is this? Friday night. Okay. Call and work. Uh, I can't, man. You can't really do that. Take a day off. Come on. Take a, don't take a vacation day, seriously. <laughs> to see me play for an hour. Not worth it. <laughs> it's more driving than it is show. <laughs> what sucks is I'm, I will be working in Charleston, and since the show doesn't start till late, I'll have to come all the way back home. And sit around for, which probably gave me a chance to practice a little bit, right? But whatever, could just go to Frampton's. He's like, over, he's over there in uh, Chesapeake. Chesapeake. Yeah, I vowed not to ever go to Chesapeake again. 
It's it's pronounced Chesapeake. It's pronounced scar in the fucking Chesapeake. earth. It's it's Marmet yes. Light. It's, <laughs> it's the Marmet Annex. It's the uh, <laughs> the Marmet is where uh, all the um, all the all the white rappers are. Chesapeake's where all the people that want to be white white rappers are, but they just don't have have the drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they don't have the drive to get into that bustling Marmet scene. <laughs> Anyway, enough about me. What do you guys think about me? You're great. Thanks. That's exactly what I was looking for. So what's been going on with you, Chuck? How's, how's work? How's, uh... Work's good. I mean, I'm... Uh, I had a, sc- a bit of a scare the other night. Um, sometimes the, the carbons will stub, as in you break. Mm-hmm. And uh, it creates the most awful smell noise oh yeah fucking terrifying like you know it shakes the fucking deck and it's like really loud and it's just big sparks shoot out everywhere i mean it's just scary man because the, the way that place is man if something goes really wrong it's really wrong yeah. you know and, and it, it it doesn't really happen you know it it does but there's a lot of safety precautions and they really follow them and there's all kinds of, you know, precautions built in, and and everybody's a professional. They know what they're doing. But man, you know, I haven't seen everything yet, so I haven't seen a blowout where uh, a water leak gets down in the furnace and blows everything. What out. about a blow bang? Have you seen a blow bang? But that was that was pretty scary. And then um, last night I was getting in one of the stokers, and I slipped and banged my chin on the fucking steering wheel really hard and i, I thought it was, it was so hard i thought it was bleeding for a minute i'm like no, it's not bleeding but it really hurts but i you know just where you concussed did you have a doctor come in and give you the concussion protocol no. follow the light <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> um i didn't tell anybody until i was had done with the shift you know but um <laughs> is this fucking robert palmer no, that's Peter, even better. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel, sledgehammer. Um, but the job's great. I really like the job. Uh, I've been listening to podcasts at work. And awesome. Doing a little bit of reading. Um, lifting weights very hard, but like I was telling Dutch when I came in, I'm altering my workout because it is just far too much volume. And yeah, you were doing like you doing were doing incline me- press. I was doing. Uh, overhead press, bench press, close grip bench press, all this stuff, and wide grip. No, not none of that. But uh, it's just too much press. So my shoulders are getting worn out and hurt, and my bench press is not going up. So basically, I'm just overworking. You know, a, a muscle set. It's not working. My back, on the other hand, I do two exercises, and my back strength is staggering. Like I can pick up anything, and I really don't work it nearly as hard. So I'm I'm going to try to take a a leaf from that. Sometimes less is more, right? Well, sure, because you can't wear something down like that three times a week. I was doing that three times a week. That wasn't once. That was three times. So, yeah, it was. I'm going to. Have you thought about just sticking with the strong lift five by five? Well, that's five? what I'm doing. I was doing five by five on everything. But that was when it's all said and done, that was a lot of shit to do. You know, I'm just so, talking about like the, the five, no. what is it, five, four, five main lifts in that. Yeah, well, I'm going to stick to. Uh, what I did when we started working out last year, and I started seeing all those gains really fast: bench Chris press, King. overhead press, 
pull down, bend over row. That's it. Yep. And then for my arms, I do five sets of five curls and a close grip bench press. That's the entire workout. It should take me about 45 minutes. So, you know, but that's been going really well. I still can't master that diet, man, because it's just. Which which one are we trying to do? No, well, no, nothing. Or you're just just trying to eat better. Yeah. And sometimes it's very difficult. I was going to say, we had a, whenever we were doing our um, our uh, soup and Breaking Bad night, I had a couple bowls of the porridge. And <laughs> Chuck, and you had a couple bowls. And an hour and a half later, you go in. You come in with a bowl. Oh, you got more soup. And I'm hearing some crunch. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, nigga, are you eating cereal? <laughs> I needed all that. I needed all the savory. I needed to chase it with some sweet. It wasn't like it was terrible cereal. It was, it was brand, brand. It was brand flakes. And I, but I had, you know, a pudding of sugar on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then as I was getting, I was leaving. I see him. He's breaking out the ice cream. I'm like, man, this guy loves it. <laughs> oh god, I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You're just taking a nice little dose of kratom. So, oh man, that was well, work hard, play hard. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why you go to the gym and do all that. Well, yeah. I mean, but I just need to be. Well, yesterday I ate well. I ate a lot of protein and then don't really eat sweets other than fruits. And um, well, I ate a couple of the. The uh, granola bars, you know the chewy ones. They're good, you know. Yeah, but that's they're essentially candy bars. Too, I know they are. It's sugar, sugary as fuck. The stuff yeah, that holds, really holds all the granola together. Yeah, I mean, just look at those. Just melted sugar. It's delicious, and I love. But it. see, you could say that, but I, I, I disagree. You, you still get all the good stuff from the. That's granola. what I was saying. You get that, but I never feel so terrible as when I get a really bad sweet tooth and I buy two different kind of Starburst and fucking <laughs> Sour Patch Kids well, and eat it in one night. <laughs> well, you're comparing like taking like taking a Tylenol versus snorting a Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no comparison. Yeah, no, man. But man, Starburst are so good. They are good. Damn. <laughs> the best candy. <laughs> what flavor is your favorite? Well, I'll go back and forth. Like I, I do the regular like what flavor out of the regular? Yeah, um, the classic. Probably strawberry. I, I like strawberry's that's... good. Mm-hmm. Um, orange is really good. Uh, but I always mix them. Like I always eat two at a time. So I'll just, you know, oh, you get a little crossfade with yeah. the flavors there. But then I, but then you know, they're so good that I sit there and eat the whole goddamn roll, <laughs> and it's the share roll. So it's this fucking long, oh, and I eat all of them, and then I get another smaller roll of the the favorite reds or the <laughs> tropical. Just so you so you finish strong with what you really like, <laughs> yeah. so you don't get any yellow any yellow no flavors lingering yeah. in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> but it's uh, there's that, and then sometimes I'll have a big bag of Sour Patch Kids too. Hey man, and I feel like shit. After I eat all that, I mean physically, like oh god, I feel awful. Done because all that goddamn sugar, the regret, the goddamn <laughs> regret. You may know what movie that's from. No, Magnolia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, old I, man I never dying. Did, I never did see that. It's a weird one. I, Tom it, Cruise playing the uh, oh, self help yeah. guru. It was like a lot of people's favorite movie who thought that they were cool back when the movie was still new. Yeah. Including myself, Bradley. He Bradley liked it. Yeah, it was one of his favorite. Movies I liked at, it. At one point. I still like it, but it's not my favorite movie anymore. No, it's a good concept though. Just completely. I used to think the scene, like you know, when the frogs fall and then that the Amy Mann song comes on, that that scene was beautiful. And now watching, I'm like, this is bullshit. This is dumb. Amy Mann's very monotone. Why do I like her? <laughs> like, this is just this is just a bunch of cobbled together garbage. Old PTA. It is well, a good. Mo- I mean, it is a good movie, but. 
That guy's the acting is good. Paul Thomas Anderson's pretty hit or miss sometimes. Like, yeah, he's 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 a competent filmmaker for sure. Punch drunk, a punch drunk love. Love that movie. Totally underrated, and it's on Netflix now. I need to watch that. It's new to Netflix. Yeah, Adam Sandler. Um, he's as he's a better dramatic. And that, actor that than movie, he's a that movie, sure, yeah. that movie got no love when it came out. That's not exactly the truth. Yeah, the, it the, the is. critics words were saying no, this I, is a very good. And performance. I got it, but the people didn't like it. And I, I got it on DVD, and I was like trying to get everybody. I was like, watch this movie, and everybody that would watch it with me would get like bored ten minutes into it and lose interest. I, oh God, people who. Have no attention span. Drive me fucking crazy. You know what like, I hate? You know what I hate, Chucky? When you when you're like you're gonna go play a board game with somebody that you haven't played in a long time, and you're real excited. It's like, ah, finally, I got somebody to play a board game with. I was like, I, I love playing this game, but I never get to play. It's it's like I get to play this game once every ten years or something. Finally, somebody wants to play, and you start. The, you get everything out. And you get your snacks and you get the board game started, and they don't want to finish the board game. It's like all you got to do is push through and pay attention right. and, and go when it's your turn so we can wrap this up, but you're losing interest and then it's going to take longer because you're not paying attention and you don't know it's your fucking turn because you're a piece of shit. What, 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 I mean, what board game is your favorite to play? I don't like Risk. Um, I haven't have really played Risk that much. I like a lot of them. I, I'm a, I like the Hero's Quest, which I've talked about, which mm-hmm. is like a board game D&D. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. Um, I do like Monopoly. Um, not... In excess, but every now and then I love a good Monopoly game. It's fun. What about In Excess? Do you like In Excess? Mm. I never mm. played that mm. game. What's well, a band? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Michael, Michael Hutchins, Hutchins killed himself. Yeah, choking himself while he's yeah. masturbating. Accidentally killed himself, I guess. Um, Absolutely. I was okay. Here's the thing. I was going to suggest. Okay. Now that we're on this subject, I can buy next paycheck. Or when I get a little bit, get a good overtime check, I can buy the original basic rule set for Dungeons and Dragons, the original in the box for seventy five dollars. I think we should really look into that. Should we do that and like play the game as a separate podcast? Sure. Mm. How many people do you need? Well, the three of us would two. be fine. You can play with two. Yeah, you can play with two. I would be Dungeon Master because I'm more. I think I'm more familiar with it. I actually remember how to be a Dungeon Master. I'm not familiar with it. In the slightest. Well, see, here's the thing. We we would spend part of the podcast creating characters, you know. And I and I was read they they re released them, but they did a thing where it's far too complex. We don't need complicated. We just need to do the original and find original modules. Modules are adventures. So, you know, get the dice, all that stuff. It is a lot of fun as long as you don't take it too seriously. Some people take it really seriously, and yeah, I mean that's why. The thing once something becomes so complex, it's not fun anymore. That's that's the that's the that's like video games. Old video games were more fun because they're very simple. Run right, jump. That's it. <laughs> that's uh, and that's fun. As long as you dress it up nice and it's nice to look at, it's fine. Like I bought Dragon's Quest, Dragon's Crown, and I was showing you that game. It's a great game. It's extremely fucking perverted, but it's a great game. <laughs> Every chick on that thing has gigantic fucking wombos. <laughs> one of the char- one of the characters is a is a sorceress, and when she runs, she holds her hat and her tits are bouncing like this. It's fucking unreal. But it's a great side scroller. So how many times have you masturbated? At least three. But uh, <laughs> um, but it's a great side scroller. You can choose a character, and that's just fun. You just hit some buttons and play. There are games that are so complex they are just aren't fun anymore. Like <sighs> I'm trying to think of any that I haven't played many of the recently, but Okay, um 
I'm trying to think of one that's really the, the complexity really over. I remember hating like the Final Fantasy games. They're, yeah, they're, they were really con- that's a good one. Yeah, they, there's I so much wasn't magic into bullshit, of, and I wasn't into that type of role ga- playing. Gaming yet. Times called it punishingly <laughs> intricate. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Punishingly intricate That's from uh, Parks care. and Rec Oh but it's really fucking Oh there's, yeah fucking his, The, his shy, the c- cones of Dunshire Whatever <laughs> yeah. that fucking game he made was Um <laughs> but yeah, okay. Because and in this and in that in the spirit of that <laughs> original basic Dungeons and Dragons, you had like five classes, which included races. Like the the race was a class in itself, like an elf. See, I kind of like the I kind of like the version where you know you pick your race and then you pick, you a, pick a class. class. But there are rules to that. Sure, but I thought we would just like, d- dwarves, to be, the, dwarves don't do magic. It's not realistic to have it. They can a have magic, magic weapons, but that's they racist. They, they just don't. It's just, it's, right. it just doesn't make sense. I'm not saying it's not possible. Mm-hmm. It's just. Well, yeah, but you're right. But then later gay. you could have a dwarf cleric that could do magic. There are no dwarf magic dwarf and, magic users. And dwarves don't really do religion either. So a cleric doesn't make sense for a dwarf. Sure they do religion. I, I, highly if religious. I was a DM, I would not allow it. Highly a religious I would folk. not allow it. I would not allow it. Okay. <laughs> but no, now, no. A gnome, now a gnome can do magic. Sure, illusion. They're a gnome all illusionists. Norm. No, I haven't. There's a movie called a gnome named Norm. Yeah, I know. There's also Gnomeo and Juliet. Yeah, gnome named Norm is uh, from like the '80s, early '90s. Yeah, it's terrible. It's dog shit. I lo- I loved it because it was bad. Really? Because it was earnestly trying to be good. Yeah. And I'm so into shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Where it's not like a Sharknado where they're yeah, just doing I mean, dog shit. I get that, and those are fun, but I like things that they're truly earnestly trying to make art, and it's just... Just falling flat on its face. Oh, it's not even coming close <laughs> to the market. It's not even getting off the starting block. I, I love that type of shit. Um, I know what you mean, like... It's like writing uh, uh, books. There are some books. All right. There was a series of books that TSR printed back called Rune Sword that were so staggeringly bad. Even me at 10 knew how bad those books were. And they just, they were so much fun to read because he didn't try to, the, the writer didn't try to have any continuity. He would throw characters in there for no fucking reason. You know, it's just. It was bad. Then you've got books like Wizard's First Rule by Terry Goodkind that are just painful to read because they're really trying to be good. And something should work. And they're just bad. You know, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just I know what you mean. Like when people try to do something and, and really throw their heart and soul to it and it's, and it's terrible. I love it. It's it's fun. Like uh, Plan like, Nine from Outer Space with fucking Ed Wood. Oh man! Yeah. Like, uh, well, it's, it's the Troll Two. Yeah. Factor. Yes, exactly. That's the perfect one. Get it. Or uh, any time you go to, to karaoke and you got to your local gal that always loves to get up and sing, sing fancy. Celine Dion. Oh, it is usually fancy. <laughs> or just like uh, the, I've seen this almost every time. You hear the first beats. And uh, let me let me look it up. Okay, uh, there is a friend of mine though that she goes out and sings karaoke, and she always sings fancy, and she always nails it. She does a real good job. But um, you know, but yeah, but that, but but fancy is the most butchered song. Like there, you'll get people up there and fucking just carve it up with a cleaver, buddy. It's just awful. Like whenever whenever I hear this, and I go to a, uh, I'm at a karaoke, and I hear this, it just kicks off. 
I'm like, oh, this girl might have something. Oh, shit. And that you're thinking she's getting ready to put a little bit of stank on Atlanta Mile style, baby. But no. <laughs> Never does. It's Boy always Velvet tail and the neon. I love that song. Yeah. I love that song. Amazing though. song. Yeah. She is so hot. Like there are like That was her only hit. Probably. It was a cross. There, there was a country version too. It was terrible. I don't know that I've heard the country version. It was version. bad. I imagine it was Pam Tillis. Mm-hmm. Pam Tillis reference. No. <laughs> But like you hear the you hear it and you're like she's starting off and she's already screaming at full volume. Yeah, and there's nowhere for this bitch to go and she already can't sing. <laughs> there's no there's, there's there's no pulling back from the precipice. No, she's going straight forward. Once she gets here, it's over. Trying to put that stank on oh it the way God, she does. Oh lord, she's so fucking hot. Them she's cities. she's reached maximum velocity in her free fall yeah. into embarrassment. <laughs> but everybody's like, "Yeah, go, girl!" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah it's I mean, usually all of her friends sitting at the table. And that's great. To, I mean, they can't be honest with her and take you know. Well, that's, well, that's you know, what, Pam. That's what it's you're for. terrible. Well, that's what Terry goes about. You get to experience that stardom, whether yeah. you're a star or not. There was a whole episode of the King of Queens where they went out and were singing karaoke, and. His cousin Danny, which is his cousin, a brother in real life, I think. Uh, Doug, Doug's, um, Kevin Smith's. I know you're talking about. I yeah. just don't know his real name. Uh, but he kept on trying to fucking sing Neil Diamond, and he would wear Neil Diamond shirts, <laughs> and he fucking got a chemical peel for his face. I mean, it just. People who are laboring under delusion that the fact that you're not going to be a karaoke local hero, you're not. People well, are going to get that, tired of it before you, they. Do you remember that movie uh, with Huey Lewis and um, duets? Duets and um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Is that what that was about? It was about karaoke competitions, and it was a great fucking movie. I enjoyed I, the shit out and of it. Gwyneth Paltrow can sing her she ass off. That song they sang together, Groove, uh, cruising, uh, cruising. I love that fucking song. It's a Smokey Robinson song. I looked that up. She can really sing, so, uh, and. Uh, Scarlett Johansson can sing as well. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. not great. She didn't have great range. Oh, she's but pretty she's, good. But she can hold a note, you know. I've got her album. It's with Pete Yorn. Relator. Yeah. That's a great song. But, um, yeah, uh, this movie, the duets, I really enjoyed it. I heard it was good. God, it's a great fucking song. Of what course, a, you got what a Huey bass Lewis. Line. What a bass line. Oh, Huey. Come on now. I was just watching American Psycho. I was, oh, God. Once sports came out in 83, they really hit their stride. <laughs> they even do- hey, Paul! <laughs> Try to get a... <laughs> Holy shit! Get on calling him Halberstram. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel sings too. She's pretty good. Oh, I'm sure. Um, she's one of those types. She has a band with uh, M M Ward mm-hmm. called She and Him. Hmm. They uh, do God, weird, she, folky stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Can't sing. It's a good voice. The good harmony here. You're gonna fly away. This is that shit, huh? Get it, Chuck. <laughs> I'm saying weather's part. It's it's the easier part. Because Huey's got to do the the harmony. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Baby tonight. 
Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow is gorgeous, but I don't find her like uh, like sexy. Well, see, that, that, well, I've talked about this on the show before, but she's okay. It's like, and she's batshit crazy. Yeah, she's got like that weird company goop. Mm-hmm. But they're okay with women. I'm she's, sure. She, I'm sure this is equivalent for men. She has Cameron Diaz syndrome. Looks great on camera. Probably look like dog shit in real life. No, it's not just that. Okay. She's she got that weird swollen she's head. Real, well, she's really pretty. Like, she's beautiful, even. But she's not sexy. Then you have uh, somebody like Pink, who's not pretty. But she's sexy She as just fuck. fucking oozes sex. Yeah, exactly. And she's then not conventionally pretty. And then you've got Scarlett Johansson, who's both. Oh, she's yeah. both. She's beautiful, and she's so goddamn sexy. And then you've got people like me. Mm. I'm not beautiful. <laughs> not sexy. But for some reason, I can still get it. And then there's me. I'm the worst of all worlds. <laughs> <laughs> it always reminds me of that uh, skit where it's John Lovitz and uh, Tom Hanks, and they're trying to hit on women, and they just keep on saying bad things about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> my face is just too wide, <laughs> and my hairline <laughs> and my eyebrows come together in the most unappealing way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's one of those skits that didn't. No, I loved it. I loved it, but it's one of those. It's not. It's not one of those that's like. It didn't get to cowbell level. No, it didn't. But it was just. It's hilarious. You guys want to do favorite things? Are we still talking about other stuff? Sure, favorite things is good. I don't know, John. You got anything to add about the weekend that we just had? Um, let me see the padrinos, the shopping. Yeah, make that noise over there, Chuck. Yeah, um, if anybody out there knows of a good, um, good CBD. A way of ingesting or consuming CBD that's effective for, for all the things it's supposed to be effective for. That's rel- that's inexpensive, either an online source. Because it or is something. so. Yeah, because I'm blowing money on this expensive. shit, and I, I'm not feeling as much of. A, I'm not feeling eighty four dollars worth of an effect from you know that little bottle of shit. You know, it's uh, probably uh, cheaper and as effective. Just just getting weed. Because uh, not, yeah, re- not, not really, not really, because I have that too, and 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 a lot of the weed now is high in THC, mm. and as the strains get higher in THC, the Ooh, CBD levels come down to each other. They're, they have an inverse relationship. So, but you can buy um, CBD bud. You can you can buy leaf like like buds of well, cannabis that that's not. It's like a reactor that doesn't have DAC, so you can smoke I it. I don't know if I'd like that. We saw they had it at the smoker friendly. They had some joints. Yeah, yeah they did. Day. They did. I forgot about. And it. I haven't tried that. But if anybody on the show comment or let us know if you have got a good source for CBD that works, that's that's that not going to so outrageous. That's expensive. not going to you know burn your burn the butthole of your wallet out. Is the kratom not working for you anymore? No, the kratom works, but it's not. It's just a different kind of thing. Okay. I mean, CBD has has specific it's, benefits. I mean, I'm also taking other things. Like, I'm, we can talk about that. For yeah, a yeah. You so, want, so you want to add that to favorite things, or uh, just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just go ahead. We'll we'll get to favorite things. It's not really a favorite thing. It's just something I'm doing. It's just a thing. Yeah. So I'm. So I've got <laughs> our new segment. <laughs> just the things. So yeah. I'm, I'm into I'm into herbal shit. You know, as opposed, you know, alternative medicine. Sure. Um, and not that I'm sick or anything. I'm just trying to like. Improve, trying to optimize, optimize and improve recovery times, and feel better and be healthier in general. So lately, the my regimen where I'm actually t- the things I'm taking consistently are, of course, you know, fish oil for the omega three balance, D three because it's fucking winter mm-hmm. and winter shit, and then the other two are maca M A C A, which you'll see that in the GNC men's section and sure. herbal section. It's like 
it's good for women too, but it's like a men's health thing. It, it helps with um, energy, regulate your energy levels, and it can boost testosterone. And uh, it's just got, you know, it's a super food. It's okay. like a root. And I've been taking, trying to take that every day because it has a cumulative effect. <clears throat> you have to take it regularly to get it. Do you get it, you know, get a snowball on? Mm-hmm. The other one's this, the same kind of deal. It's Ash, Ashwagandha. I've heard of that. Yeah. <clears throat> which is hypnotic. Ashwagandha buy, You forever. can buy these two fucking herbs at Walmart. That's how popular they are. And um, Ashwagandha is, I, I forget the word, it's like adaptogen or something like I want to say adaptogen, but that's not the right I word. I think it is. It, it's, it's basically that it it almost has an intelligence. So whatever ailment is, whatever's out of balance with your body, it will adapt and treat that. Hmm. Um. And so it's it's been shown to be anti-cancer in some cases. It helps recovery times, uh, you know, for workouts or injuries. What about mood? It makes you stronger. All, 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 it can help with those things, anxiety. It, it's like one of those – it's got the laundry list of things that it yeah, can I help. Yeah, need to get some of that. So I've been trying ma- a combination of maca and ashwagandha. Adaptogens are unique plants or herbs that support your adrenal system. They help balance your hormones so you can manage your stress response on a day-to-day basis. They adapt to what your body needs and have the ability to regulate your system up or down depending on the need in the moment. Hmm. That sound like what you were talking about? Yeah, that's – that's. you were right. I was, was trying right to word. explain it, but I used a different – you know, line of words, but um, yes, yeah, so I've been trying those two things, and I'll I'll let you know. You know, to be continued. Another one that I'm playing with that I'm not taking regularly because I don't want to take too much shit at once. I think that that can have a really detrimental effect. Taking too many pills, yeah, sure. plus you don't yeah. know what's going thing, what. Things can counteract other things. Mm-hmm. But the other one that I want to mention, if you want to try one, that's supposed to be a you know, you know, could cost could cost the pharmaceutical hospital industrial complex trillions of dollars if if it is as legit as I believe it is. Is moringa. And it's um, it's like a pie. Okay. It's um, like kratom. It's it's a it's a perennial uh, tree or like perennial plant mm-hmm. that you dry. You just take the leaf and dry it and turn it into a powder and ingest that shit. And it, much like spirulina, it's got um, it's high in nutrients, so it's like a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. But then it also has all this other shit. I think it might be an adaptogen. Sure, I'm, I'm uh, true. I'm not sure, but um, just another super thing that's it's a goddamn you know. Just straight up plant that if you take it, it can, it can save lives. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, so I've got I've 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 increased my arsenal. I had about five things that I just took regularly, and I kept it really simple. But lately, I've been you know with the, with the with the fight life and everything, and I'm like fucking constantly in pain. I'm looking for ways to optimize. Like Dutch said, optimize is the right word, and playing with different things that I haven't messed with before, and always trying to learn more because I know a lot about how to treat things without. Without going to the pharmacy, but um, I'm just trying to expand my my template. Did you like the kava? Kava was awesome. It's one I want to try again. But I've got so many things on my plate right now that I'm experimenting with. Like I said, I don't mm-hmm. want to mix too many things. Right, kava is one I want to get into. Again. Kava was, I really enjoyed. It was it. good. It's very relaxing. Yeah, I still I've, I have some that you left here. If you want to take it with you, and I've got a whole bag of the house. I've got I'm, I've got too much to manage with my herbals. Well, there's there. actually I was looking for creative alternatives because I was. Talking with the girl, girlfriend, and um, <laughs> she was too sweet to tell me that Kratom stinks. Like, it makes your breath stink, and it starts to come out of your pores. Not, And it's not for everybody, but she was saying, and she's sensitive to the smell, so she mentioned it. And... <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I and I didn't even know. And she's like, yeah, I didn't want to tell you. You know, it would hurt your feelings, whatever. It's, but it's nice of her. But at the same time, I wish you would have told me. So I've been trying to wean myself off, and I've been doing really good. I'm going. I've been going ten hours between 
doses. between doses now. Like, not always, but usually. Like, I, you know, if I feel, when I really start to feel the pain and the, and the tiredness, then I'll take a dose of Kratom. And then it really helps. I'm hoping those, and those moments are held off for a long time. So I'm hoping the moments will go longer where I don't feel the pain and stuff like that until I can adapt back to not being Kratom free, but where I can take such little Kratom that every time I take it, I'll feel what I felt the first time. So, Oh, yeah, getting your tolerance back down. So <laughs> Chasing the drag. It has more of an effect. Actually, with Kratom, though, if you take it completely out of your system and then you take it again, it is like the first time you ever took it. So It's just like taking a tolerance break for weed. Right. And also switching strains. Like I was on that white for a long time, so I got some green and took it. And... I had gone basically the whole day without a dose, and I was ha- that's that night I was in, in massive pain. And was that Thursday? Whenever, yeah. Went? And even at, and right after that, I took a giant dose, and I'm just laying there, <laughs> you know, just zoned out, like you feeling that warm, slightly itchy feeling where you feel just really great. Or sometimes I'll just say, "Man, I feel so good," out loud with, with nobody even around. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, and I'm looking for stuff that's a kratom alternative to help me wean off that, and then you know. But I don't want to take kratom out of my life completely because it really works. So, you know, it's helpful, well, and yeah. it and it has like virtually no side effects. Yeah, that's what as, I, far, as far as like the, the for the amount of benefit that it mm-hmm. has, the amount of side effects are nil. Oh yeah, you, there's a slight withdrawal. If you there's, if you overdo it, you can get a little bit of a hangover mm-hmm. from it. You know what I mean? J-Mo yeah, was, that Kratom hangover sucks. That's I don't like J-Mo that. J-Mo was telling us that Jet took it and threw up. Well, they they got they got like some trashy gas station Kratom yeah, out too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we're all, we need to talk about this cuz we're always talking about Kratom like we're Kratom advocates or whatever. We're talking about in the show don't you know you got to know your source a little bit with this because sometimes you'll get some stuff that it, it might be pure kratom but it might be dog shit right? it might be mixed just like everything else you you buy some little tube of it at the gas station or something you know what i mean don't don't come you know whining about how kratom sucks because you took some shitty shit and I think this general rule of thumb is this. The worse it tastes, the better it is. Like Because, yeah. <laughs> because if you get off-brand Kratom and it really doesn't taste that bad, it's not going to have It's just effect. like anything it's medicinal. It's like almost like anything medicinal in the plant world. The bitterness is... Is an indication. Is, yeah. of, the, of the density of the, mm-hmm. the nutrient or the medicine. How whatever. many alkaloids are in it and an yeah. alkaloid profile that it has. Like, like we went up to Smoker Friendly and I got a thing that just said Ming Da. And I looked at him and I said... What kind? Like, what are you talking green, about? Green, white, red. Green, white, red. And it was like, it just says that. I'm like, well, I'll try it. I'm not. And, and indeed, when I took it, it didn't do anything. I was like, wow. Like you got I the, wasted $14. You got the, did you get the drops? I got the drops, too. They were, they, they were shit, too. They didn't yeah. do anything. But they did taste terrible. So you knew it was real. Yeah. I mean, but it was. <laughs> but the Kratom I get uh, through my friend, he's, it's always endo, like Hulu Kapua's endo, which is really good. Um, I would like. A more the 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 green mangda that you get from Craybot is really good. It's it's, it's my go to. It's an outstanding. Yeah, kratom. I'm just going to get a large. The quantity. red tie was really good, man. That was good kratom. I like that having. I like the ha- having the the green mangda with a red something. So you've got. Oh, you mix them together. No, well sometimes, but I like having an option to have the upper, the mangda, which is more of like a mood enhancer mm-hmm. when I want to be awake for several hours. Right. Versus the one where it's like I want to chill. Right. And just melt into the couch, and then I go with something red. Right. Really? Well, um, 
what I would do if you're looking to get into it is not get it at a gas station. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, know, we know that vendor. we know that Craybot is good. Craybot, they're third party verified. Um, so I've tested. heard PABotanicals.com. I've heard of them yeah. before too. I think I told you about them. I think um, is um, my friend says that they also have good products. So those are two. You can. There's no reason to deviate from that. Craybot, really. Craybot's a strong company too. They. Oh, and the packaging is oh, dank it's and totally professional. Yeah. It's a, they're thir- I, I believe they're third party verified, so somebody they pay to have somebody test it. Yeah, and it's, make sure it's got all the the labels on there, like certified natural. You know, you're not going to get uh, freaking fentanyl mixed in with it. Yeah, no. they're not going to yeah, put. That's, they're that's not going to put. I'm some, really nervous. About. They're not going to put dried up gla- grass clippings. Like you, in there. you remember the big thing about the fake weed that they were yeah. selling in gas stations? It's killing people. It's killing people, and it's all fucked up, and people were buying it. I smoked it one time. It. It, it, the high was pretty good, but it lasted way too long. Yeah, and there was a hangover. That's not weed. That's not how it works. So, no, that's some chemical trash right yeah, there, yeah, garbage. sprinkled yeah, onto a leaf. We did it one time, and we we were always like, it's better to risk it. That whole thing. Right. That whole thing was just, I think, a deliberate tactic to continue with the reefer madness and villainize weed. Sure. Just to get people to do it who don't know what they're doing, be like, oh, I had a bad experience. It's just bad. It's like the thing with Kratom. Like, Kratom's killing them. I was like, well, what about the fact that they had heroin and all this other stuff <laughs> in their system? One day, one time they tried to say Kratom killed this guy after he shot himself. And they said, what? They said Kratom was in his system. I was like, well, maybe it's the bullet in his skull that he put <laughs> Oh, there was one. There Fucking was idiots. one, two in the documentary where the mom was real upset and blaming Kratom. It's like, well, but he also had, he had a tiny amount of Kratom in his system and horse doses of, of fucking uh, some sort of antidepressant yeah the, psychotic but then she just blamed the kratom anyway yeah she, she just blamed the one and it ignored all the other stuff that literally causes suicide right is causing the suicide crisis and the mass shooting crisis in our country is the fucking um antidepressants and, um uh, ssri ssri thank you God, yeah i'm so my mom is trying to push them on me because she thinks that She's been sold the bill of goods that I need them. And my I'm, and I t- I'm, my I'm mom like, has I don't want to. I don't want to take that shit. And every time I get depressed, it comes up. Well, if you would just allow him to put you on something, I was just like, you know, it's, it could kill me. It could make me worse. Could have the it adverse could, you know, effect. Especially if you go off of them at the wrong time on the wrong day with the wrong combination of shit, and you have that. Sure, that's what happens. That's when people. You know, you go off of you take some kratom and you go off of it. It's like, oh man, I didn't get my coffee today. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I'm I feel bitchy, kind, I feel kind bitchy, of crummy, bitchy yeah. mood. But yeah, you you go off SSRIs if you're taking a horse dose of it and you don't have your prescription backed up and you go a couple days like that, right in the middle, right after you, right when you're going through a breakup or something like that. Oh yeah, that's how people die. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember I was on on uh, SSRIs for years. I'm not sure I ever really needed them, um, but I was depressed. And uh, I just, I'd be watching like a movie or something, and I just wouldn't feel anything. And it'd be like this big dramatic moment, and I wouldn't feel it. And, or something, uh, comedy. I wouldn't really laugh or anything. Right. But uh, once I got off of him, like, like there'd be like a, a dramatic moment in a movie, and like I'd just start welling up. Yeah. And everything was fun. It, it's just fucking. You're, I think you're supposed to feel like shit sometimes. Or you're just, yeah. you, it's just well, well, that was a, the, 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 uh, thing behind Garden State that movie is, and he's just like you've had me doped for so long that I don't know what it's like to feel he said I want to feel something I don't care if it's bad I just want to feel something God, that movie's and good. here's, kind, is here's good. kind of my thesis on that too is that everybody's like you know fucking sucks the dick of the word science but they don't actually they aren't actually into science it's like the I fucking love science 
page. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> you just like the warm, fuzzy feeling that there's certainty in the world when there isn't. And with these SSRIs, these doctors have been, you know, programmed and psychologists have been programmed to sell this product and move this product. Mm-hmm. Here's the here's the ticker. Here's the real scary thing about it. They don't know how it fucking works. But they don't know how it works. A lot of them are, are developed for something else, and all it all it does this. And it's they just like well, over there. let's try to put you on some Remeron and see if that makes have you, you ever kill been yourself. On that? I haven't been on Remeron. It's fucking horrid, isn't it? Well. My mom swears by it, like that's what she's what works for her, and, and so I tried it because maybe we're genetically similar. And uh, no, I'll I'll never take an SSRI again. Oh, I mean, I took I can't remember which one I took. It was making me grind my teeth so bad, and I sleep that I, I cracked one of my teeth. Mm. I was like, yeah, I'm not taking that anymore. I know it's they don't, and it affects everyone differently. You know, neuro, neurological conditions are unique to the individual, right? And if you're just going to give somebody something that's going to fuck with that chemistry, but you don't know wh- how it's going to fuck with the chemistry, that's irresponsible. They gave them that's to me irresponsible when I was six, medicine. They gave them to me when I was 16 fucking years old. When I had all those uh, and you're and we're supposed to treat these people like gods and just accept their word and if you question them then you're like some kind of, you know, you're like a heretic if you question exactly. a doctor's word. It's just fucked up how it works and how they bully you into taking this shit. There are things that I take that I know work and they help me uh, like benz. I know benzodiazepines. They work. Like they help. Those calm are dangerous. Down. If you, they are dangerous, if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but I took them and I took them. You know. At, but here's the thing. And my and my. <clears throat> I would take I would take so many from my mom because I like I need give me a couple to help me sleep. I was taking them all the time. Since I've taken kratom, I turned them down. She's like, "Do you want a couple to help you sleep?" I was like, "I don't need it. I've got kratom at the house." And I don't mm. think that she. Because it's not recognized and, and a doctor didn't give it to her, she can't see that that is a monumentally good thing. And the fact that I'm turning down something that is wildly addictive for and something. It's also the most dangerous. Uh, benzos and alcohol are the two most dangerous things to come down from. Yeah, they can kill you. Yeah. Um, I noticed whenever I stopped taking them, I finagled my doctor into giving me am- um, amphetamines, fucking uh, Adderall. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. I was I wasn't uh, Clean, cleaning your house. I, yeah, I was being cleaning, productive. I was writing songs. We were uh, I was like working on shit for the podcast, coming up with bits. Back when we used to do bits, I was <laughs> yeah. doing shit like that. Yeah, and I was losing weight at a rapid pace because I I wasn't just getting bored and eating. I was doing stuff. Right. Most of the, most of the reason why I would eat a lot of the time, I, I just, just bored. Bored. Like, yeah. yeah. Fill the void. So that those helped me a lot. And uh, thinking about getting them again if I can get. Once I get insurance, just getting right back on them. But I don't know. I don't know. It's there's, pro- money. there's probably some herbal shit you could do that would that would. I could just get meth. Be okay. I actually really like guarana. That's one I haven't played with in a while. But it's basically like just a natural, a special form of caffeine. And um, it'll uh, if you if you're looking for a for a bump a boost like a something that's like a like an Adderall or like a cocaine, but you want the the soft core version. Uh, Guarana works really well for me. Yeah, I need to start ashwagandha. That's the one that yeah I've heard of that mentioned before and stuff like that. I need to start looking into some other things and you know because I'm I'm a I'm a kratom leaner. Like I really lean on kratom a lot. And I need mm-hmm. to have something else that you know. That's what I do. I've got the I've, I think I've said on the floor. I've got the the quad factor right now where I've got got the kratom and I just do one. Generally, mm-hmm. I just do one dose in the evenings a day, and that's that's it. Right. Not even necessarily every day. 
So I got the kratom, the alcohol, the <laughs> the, the the cannabis, and the CBD. And if I if I use a little bit of all four of those things, I just as soon as halfway into a beer, I can just feel the layers of pain just start to peel away, and I just start and I get to the point where, you know, an hour into that, and it's just like I feel, I can fully relax. Tremendous. Let's do favorite things now. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Whiskers on titties. Like copper kettles. I got. I got to do a hip hop version of this. Here's some of the strings. These are a few. Kratom. Before we go into that, kratom is called Matragina speciosa. Here's another Matragina. Matragina hirsuta from the same genus. Uh, well, it's not as large doses may cause hallucinations. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Matragina javanica. Here's one, another one. One kind of hallucination. Better tasting kratom, not banned in any country. Mild cons, milder effect than kratom, not useful for reducing pain. Uh, I'm just looking at all these Fenibut. Not useful for reducing pain. Why are we even doing it? Then? Oh, another thing to our listeners, if you guys want to get at me, if you've got some shrooms that you want to sell me, <laughs> uh, I fucking need a shroom trip real bad I've right now. I've never had one, and I'd love to have one. So. Oh, I think you'd like it. I don't know if Chucky would. I don't know if Chuck would like no, it. No, I don't. Because you kind of, you I don't think you'd like to lose control. No, definitely not. not. that it's necessarily you're going to lose control, but certain types of people are, you know, it's all about the set and setting. Yeah, you need you need to be with friends in a in a comfortable setting, a peaceful setting, a calm setting, and do and just don't do too much. Yeah, I want to do them. So anybody out there, holler at your boys. Yeah, anybody got any? DMT, I'm, I'm actually at your yeah. Boys. I'm 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 trying to make a drug deal over the podcast here. <laughs> it's cool, man. Nobody listens. <laughs> Nobody cares about shrooms. Cops don't care about nope, shrooms. They do not. They're getting ready to legalize them in Oregon, I think. Mm. And uh, California, it's it's on the ballot for the next uh, voting cycle. Yeah, it'll pass. Um, favorite favorite things, things. Do it. Okay, I started. Uh, I started reading a series. Uh, you remember the the book Willow? Of course, I remember the movie. I mean, the movie Willow. Willow. <laughs> I am uh, the greatest swordsman who's ever lived. That was a really good role for Val Kilmer. Fuck yeah, it was. Um, Mad Mardigan. Val Kilmer's uh, never been bad in anything. No, he's he's, he's been actually, in bad movies. Ne- yeah, yeah, but he's never been bad in anything. Yeah. Well, That's not true. He was he was bad in Comanche Moon. I disagree. I've never Ma- seen Comanche it. Moon is a series uh, that's atta- that's linked to Lonesome Dove. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, he sucked in that. Lonesome Dove was my dad loved Lonesome Dove growing God. up. Oh God, I love it. Um, but anyway, it, it's written by. It's an idea by George Lucas that's written down by Chris Claremont, who was uh, a comic book writer for. He was the architect behind the uh, X Men dominating comic book sales for twenty five years. Um, but they changed the story, and it's very odd. It's it, I've read so many negative reviews about it, and I see why people don't like it, but I don't get why they're negative. I mean, all the things they talk about that they don't like is like that's the reason to like it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's 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 almost very psychological sometimes. The what was that Bub? No, he's either Bub or Baxter. Again, I, I think Baxter hurt himself. Um, he had a sleep injury, but uh, a slingery. <laughs> That's how you know you're getting old when you start having sleep injuries. Um, but no, it's. Uh, 
They changed the name of Willow. His his way his he's still Willow Offgood, but his name his they've changed it to Thorn Drumheller, and they kill Mad Morgan and Sorsha, the woman who was you know evil and then turned good. God, they that guy them. was hot. They killed them in the first chapter, like kill them off. And I guess I understand why they did it. Um, it's an interesting series. It, it does you know lots of good things. I've been reading it. I like it. But who wrote it? Ted uh, no, not Ted Williams. Ted Williams. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> No, uh, Chris Claremont wrote it. Chris Claremont. And, uh, Point guard for the Clippers in the 80s. <laughs> that does sound like a fucking name. <laughs> like, like the white guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good at uh, fucking uh, assists. It's really his, good at his, distributing. His bigger, his, his, his big task is passing the ball to somebody else. I mean, I think, I think if I was like a big, like, NBA grade black basketball player that I would also write fantasy. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of, okay. that's like a John Morgan thing. It's like very eclectic. <laughs> um, so I, I, I've been reading it and I'm about halfway done with it. Um, and it's good. Like the, the, the little girl he found has turned into the spoiled brat princess and he has to go try to rescue her and, you know, it's it's just sometimes it's just odd. Like the thing he does best is his dialogue is not good. It's non-specific. Sometimes it, you don't know where the hell he's going with it. Uh, it's colorful, but it's not pointed. Like it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. What he's best at is something that George R. R. Martin is very good at doing: conjuring a place. Like it's so vivid that he's able to describe these places that you can. Understand, he, and he does it with very few words. So that's what he's good at. Um, he's concise. No, he is not. He's he's concise when it when it serves backdrop. He's not concise when it serves dialogue or character building. So sometimes it's just wearying when I'm just like, dude, just tell me what the fuck they're doing here and quit fucking around. I mean, just. Pertinence. I mean, it sort of sounds like this isn't one of your favorite things. Well, no, it is. It is because it's one of my favorite things because there's so much to it. There's there's things I don't like about it. There's things are that I love about it. It's a very I don't know. It makes me it it makes me a better writer because I can see what he's doing wrong sometimes, and it makes me a better writer because I see what he's doing right. Like his descriptions, I've taken some of the cues with him, and. Dialed back trying to describe every fucking pebble on the street. Just tell them about a street. Whatever people think is this is what they're going to conjure. You know, that's that's part of being a good writer is letting them conjure what they think it should be. So there's that. Um, another thing is, you know, like I said, it's uh, Breaking Bad. It's just it's going really well and. Uh, and it's wrap- <laughs> I mean it's as in You really, you really they, like her don't you They really got something there <laughs> It's wrapping up He like um, likes He like likes that show <laughs> It's wrapping up And I, and I could see I, I actually Stopped on that episode Because Actually I, I didn't want to see The next episode Because I'm I know it's going to be a, a bunch of uncomfortable moments What exactly know? happened uh, He read He found the book that Gail Gave Walter Which one's Gail the one that uh, Jesse shot, the guy who was the meth cook, who was a really oh, good meth yeah, cook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who was... Uh, I forgot his name, but I know you're talking about now. He's on Fly the Concords. He plays... Yes. Uh, he's uh, he's, he's <laughs> this, the square, ultra-liberal meth cook. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God, so liberal. Super science-y. Yeah. Uh, really smart, but yeah, <sighs> just annoying. Um, oh, God damn it. Most likely on a plant-based diet. Yeah. 
but still a little bit pudgy. Like it's weird. Yeah, yeah, that, that is strange. <laughs> well, that happens all the time. Uh, well, they don't so. getting not getting enough protein. Well, yeah, and they're and you're you're not yeah you're you're starved for calories, so you just carb binge. You're not. That you're not. True. You're not a vegetarian. You you're, can be a vegetarian if you just eat. Uh, you're not cakes. Usually, yeah. what happens, like for me when I was vegetarian, I was just a cheeseitarian. It's like I wasn't eating meat, but I was eating. You know, I would just make up for it by eating cheese with almost every meal, hmm. which worked okay for my body. Or grainitarian because you're trying to fill that void, and you wind up just eating tons of process. You know, tons of um, bread. Yeah, grain. Yeah, which is you know carb. It can work for some people, but whatever. So yeah, that the vegetarian, the whole vegetarian thing, people, vegetarians who are fat, it's like that's actually really common. All right. Any other favorite things there, taters? Uh, what do you like about the the winding up of Breaking Bad? I like it because just the 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 imminent collapse. Like it's everything should have turned out like they had that big fucking pile of money. And they actually seemed like they were going to try to put their marriage back together because they were smiling at each other and everything. And I think Skyler was going to forgive him. And then their life was going to be good, actually. They were going to have lots of money. They would never have to worry about anything. Kids could go to college. Ultimately, even though all that bad shit happened, it was going to be a net win. That's that's a terrible thing to say, but that's absolutely true. For their family, it's going to be a net gain. And... It's going to end badly. I can just, you know, I can just tell it's what going about to end old badly. Fat Damon, uh, forget his name on the show. Oh, God, just how ruthless Todd. that motherfucker is. Todd <laughs> shot that fucking just kid. completely ruthless. But he's so mild mannered. I know. <laughs> and and then, like, he's very respectful and willing to learn and everything. And, like I'm going. It's going to take me a few more times to get this down. When he did the meth cook with uh, with uh, Walter. Yeah, and Walter's like. Yeah, <laughs> this is very intricate shit. But then, but then his uncle was like a complete piece of shit neo-Nazi that killed all those people. Yeah, and killed all the witnesses. That was well. You know what they say, Chucky? If you want to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. That's right. Sometimes children have to die, especially if they see us uh, pulling off a little heist there. On the Even though case. the kid didn't know what the hell it was, no. and probably could have just said, "I saw some guys working at the under the tracks." All they had to do was wear safety vests. Yeah, I'm telling you. All they had to do was wear safety vests. Yeah. I mean, maybe it would have come out and they might have been able to trace it, but they it would have been, you know, touch and go at best to get a description out of him. He's a kid. He's not going to be paying attention to shit. Anyway. Uh, John, favorite things? Anything? Anything good? Mm. Any shows? Any, uh, any experiences in the fight game? Have you tapped anybody out yet? Yeah, I've tapped several people out. Nice. Um, no, I don't... Mm-hmm. Not really. I'm, I'm overall. I'm I'm favoriting everything today. I'm overall doing doing well this week. I I could. I mean, I'll save that for umbrage. I've got an umbrage, but okay, we'll save that. Um, no, pretty good. You know, I had, I had a good weekend. Um, feeling feeling pretty healthy. You know, actually got out and did stuff. So just yeah, laying around. I can feel yeah. my body. I you know I can talk about this. I can feel my body changing, like where I got. I got the dad. Well, you've, bod reached, thing. you've reached an age uh, where you're going to start noticing changes. Yeah, there's going to be hair in places. It's like there an, wasn't hair before. It's, Voice it's anti-puberty is what's happening. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I felt you know I got kind of the dad bod thing happened in the last year and a half or so. Basically, ever since I got a f- smartphone, I started getting fat. I think I got weird uncle bod. And then, um, so uh, so I'm feeling that it's, it's pretty cool. My weight's been between 190 and 195. For I don't for for quite a while since I started weighing myself 
six months ago or whatever. And um, I'm my my exercise routine has obviously I'm exercising exponentially more than I had been, and my diet has been a lot better. And I'm doing the playing around with the herbal shit, just being very health conscious, pretty health conscious. Mm. I'd say very health conscious. And I just feel my body. I just feel that you know, like when I look in the mirror now and like flex or whatever, it's like, man, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to, to starting. I can feel that I'm. You o- look different to me. I'm over the hump of of the transition from dad body to fight to my fight body. Yeah. And so I've still got a spare tire. It's like I'm still still got a lot of things I need to work at, but um, I, it just feels good to see results. I've noticed that your posture is better. Whenever you start, yeah, that is true. Whenever your back starts getting stronger and stuff, you, I, I noticed it with me. Whenever I was uh, doing the deadlifts and everything, I would always try oh, to yeah. stand stand up straighter. And your shoulders come yeah, back. Your shoulders come your, back your, a bit. your chest muscles push everything out. You know everything. And um, yeah, I just um, just feeling feeling good. I'm, my favorite thing is I'm into feeling good. Whatever that is for you, <laughs> it, it might involve crystal math. Um, but I'm, my favorite I've, thing is feeling good. I've said it a lot. I think the. Society would be a lot more productive if uh, all drugs were legal and everybody was just on a low-grade amphetamine during the day. And at night, if you wanted to, you could wind down with some cannabis or heroin, whatever it is. I mean, there's there, and I know it's weird, but there are plenty of uh, responsible heroin users out there. Well, but that's exactly what's going on anyway. Yeah, I know. People it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, because people are on stuff that's prescribed Adderall is meth. Oh, it 100% is. So you've got people on that, and then you've got people who are on benzos, who that essentially is a heroin-like effect. That You're you're saying what's already happening. You just don't think a doctor should be involved. The doctor or the government, you exactly. shouldn't have to go to jail for it. Exactly. Uh, my favorite thing is... Um, I got a couple. I, I'm still doing strict with uh, DDP yoga. I only took one day off. I did two workouts yesterday. Um, the one this morning. The one I did yes. The two I did yesterday were like they weren't really heart like getting your heart rate going, but they were um, like for your knees and your back, like getting everything opened up. He says you're breaking up scar tissue and all that shit. And my legs were wobbly yesterday from all the like like. Long squats, like you go down in the squat position, you hold there for ten mm-hmm. seconds, and you bend over, and you stretch this way while you're while you're in the squat. Then you stretch this way while you're in the squat, and then you raise for, and you count to to three as you come up. So you raise slowly. And my legs were wobbly when we were walking around in the uh, mall the other yesterday. Mm. So and they're a little bit sore today, but it's not the bad kind of sore. Like my joints aren't hurting as great. I'm able to get up and down a lot. It's better. that warm, fuzzy muscle soreness. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's not. You know the soreness of the first time you work out yeah. in a while. It's not that. All right. It's like right in the middle. You, mm-hmm. you had some, had a good one. So I'm I'm enjoying the yoga. I'm getting a little bit more bendy as the every day goes by. I mean, I, I swear there's something to that. Like I think being sore in one way or another is like a really enhancement to your happiness. I think it is because it feels like you did something. Yeah, like I remember like being in Oregon and like picking blackberries and getting just scratches all over my arms, getting real aggressive picking, and just covered just covered in scratches, but it's just high as hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's something about the marijuana. Well, and your body, your body regenerating itself is like you know what I mean? Like it kicks things into gear, it kicks your mitochondria into gear, right? Yeah. So I think there's something to that. I like. Yeah, being you've so always like, said that uh, about like getting cuts and scrapes and shit. Not like right. opening up a vein or anything, but just like yeah, constantly being a little bit hurt in some way. A little dinged up, not makes, injured, hurt. Yeah, you don't want to go so far that you're that you're depleting yourself. But you you know, if you want to be carved out of wood, you gotta 
you got to get a little hard. Yeah, so I've been enjoying the the yoga. It's uh, it's it's getting a little bit with the level I'm on now. The because I've been doing the same routines over and over, it's getting a little bit easy. So I think it changes up here next week, and it's going to get harder and harder until it's just so hard that I die right in the middle of it, which would be great. <laughs> It'd be tremendous. I'm I'm to the point now where if like if I get up that day and like move around, it's like and I just naturally stand up and go walk to make my coffee or whatever and i don't feel any pain i feel like i'm not doing it <laughs> right like i feel like anxious like wait a minute Sh- also, shouldn't, sh- shouldn't something be hurting i've been re-watching the office and um two things everybody treats michael scott like shit <laughs> and i realize he's a bit of a buffoon but he Everybody's just so mean to him. <laughs> he's a human being for the love of God. <laughs> he's a sweet guy. <laughs> and uh, another thing, Andy Bernard is the worst character in TV history. Oh, he's awful. At least his introductions and every like uh, the first two seasons he's on there, I cannot stand him. I want to kill Ed Helms. I cannot stand him. He's terrible. <laughs> he's all the time rig like yeah, God. I liked you the first time when you were Jack Black. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> just chill out. You fucking stupid. Acapella group, the fucking. He's got an acapella group. Yeah, he was in one in college, and he, he never lets anybody anybody uh, get by without mentioning that he was in college, went to Cornell or what. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that that's the one that bothered boggles my mind. I, rather, not that it's a bad school, but a rather nondescript Ivy League know, school. Yeah, it's just he's in an Ivy League. He went to an Ivy League school, but he's a paper salesman. <laughs> Which is nothing wrong with being a paper salesman. Jim seems to be making a pretty good living. Dwight's fucking slaughtering it. That's he's the best salesman I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the scene where he buys Andy's fucking Xterra, and he's like, "I will pay fifteen hundred dollars less than what you're asking for." Answer me now. Three, two, one. Andy, five, four, three. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's how he gets him to <laughs> sell it. To and then he flips it. <laughs> he sells it on eBay for twice the price. <laughs> Dwight's the fucking best. He's a hustler. <laughs> Dwight is awesome. But yeah, everybody um, everybody treat, treats Michael Scott like shit. And I don't remember when I watched it the first time hating Andy Bernard so much. But I just can't stand it. I mean, I did... I just, mm. I'm sorry, I've got umbrage. Oh boy, oh boy, is it that time? It up? I mean, it is. no, I just there's just to take it to the dark side. Umbrage. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Let the hate flow through you. Yes. All right, Ed. Oh. Shit, y'all. <laughs> um, the Umbridge. There, I have a friend. Congratulations! And I've known him for a long time. And I, again, the thing with seeing all the shit about Donald Trump and the fact that everybody going to build a wall. The fact that everybody's willing to so look the other way about what kind of person he is. You know what I mean? Are you sure that everybody's willing to look the other way? <laughs> I, I think most people are not looking the other way. All of his <laughs> all of his fans. All yeah, of his, well, yeah. I mean and they're and they're all Christians and they're all you know what I mean? I, just the rank hypocrisy is just so disheartening and disgusting. You know? Poopy. 
Like you, like you have the the televangelists like Jim Baker and them talking about how he's sent from God and stuff. It's like he's 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 a te- he's an awful I human mean, being. Technically, if you believe in God, you believe God sends everybody. But Chuck, so he is even Satan says so that you know it says right there in Promalethians thirteen forty six. Promalethians thirteen forty six. Um, you know what it, it says? Sa- it says right there, um, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Now my favorite, don't question no, his my will. Favorite is, my favorite one is they always say it. All the talking heads that, that are that they hit that with that question. God works. He, he's he's using Donald Trump as a tool, and we didn't elect him to be uh, the pope of the nation and stuff like that. It's just like yeah, you attacked you attacked Obama for everything. You attacked him for everything he did. He wore a tan suit one time. I and know. These stupid motherfuckers. Michelle was showing her arms, and everybody thought that was like some disrespectful. She's Jack. Let her show her fucking arm. Not only that, but he forgot to. He had a, a, a marine hold a uh, an umbrella over when it was raining one time, and that was disrespectful to the marine. I mean, you're talking about a guy who Trump, who literally says he's better than military people, and he knows more than they do, and. That's well, excusable and I mean the proof is in the pudding <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I don't know man It's enough to just make pudding. me sick after a while I can't fucking and I, and I have a hard time interacting with these people now I have a hard time being their friend Because I know they're such hypocrites Like now. in person or Yes Like in person Like I don't want to talk to them anymore Because I know that lurks behind him. I'm just like You're excusing every piece of shit this guy's ever done And you attacked Obama, even though I didn't like him either, well, I did. Well, I did, but I don't now. You, you were willing to uh, attack him for such minor bullshit. Like I remember the him not wearing a lapel pin with the flag on it was a big deal during the campaign in 08. Oh, oh, the thing where he's he's he always prayed in front of this this curtain, which is like a prayer rug, being a Muslim. Another thing, he's not a fucking Muslim. <laughs> if he was, he'd be a bad one. Yeah, a terrible one. And they and they and they cannot accept that. I, I mean, I got into a ten minute argument with a guy, and basically at the end, told him I was just like, I was just like, the fact that you believe that is sad and patently ridiculous. And I walked away. That's all I could do, because he just would not accept the fact that he's not a Muslim and, the, and all this stuff. And they they just are believe anything they're told, and I, and I can't believe that. You know, I, it just. Anybody would, that would take anything and not learn for themselves, and even after they've been shown the evidence that is in, incontrovertible, and still not believe it. It's a quick Google search to find out pretty much anything you want. I mean, that's one of the things. Like, you have this thing in your hand. I'm going to guarantee you have a smartphone. I want you to go on Google right now and look this shit up and see what it, and see everything about it. Do it. They're Alta Vista people in a Google world. <laughs> They're ass Jeeves. <laughs> They're using Excite. <laughs> Remember Excite? Netscape. Netscape Navigator. Um, oh, God. Jesus. Uh, fucking, yeah, the, the, he did like a, a news conference thing from the Oval Office this week about the wall or something. I didn't watch it, didn't pay any attention to it. I watched it. But, uh, I don't know, what, what was it? Was he talking about declaring an emergency? He's saying there's a national humanitarian crisis at the, you know, you know, illegal immigration is now at a 46 year low. Yeah. It's been going down and down and down and down and forever. And then we have, it is a masterful manipulation of stupid people saying there's a caravan of these people. They're, they're that, not even in Mexico. That's they're a thousand too. miles away. That, that whole thing stopped too. The, uh, and you can't argue with them. Even your friends, like, People get called out or are starting to get in fistfights over the fact that you just point out to them 
that they're that what he's saying is a lie. And then they say you're a keyboard warrior. You know, I was just like, no, I'll fight you in the street right now. <laughs> Chuck, you, here's the, here's the thing that you just you you know you're you're only looking at this through your lens. All right, it's like I'm a farmer. I'm a I'm a working class man. And I tell you what, the other day I looked out the window and I seen that. Goddamn immigrants swoop down and carry off one of my sheep. Now you tell me we don't need a wall. That was an eagle, John. A Mexican eagle, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't no bald eagle, I'll tell you that. It had a mustache. Brown. <laughs> that eagle was brown. It was wearing a sarabi. And like a little bit of music was playing and it kind of faded <laughs> off at, with the cries of my sheep. It dropped its tiny sombrero. <laughs> I heard some. I heard some kind of weird stringed instrument and accordion, and it wasn't a guitar. I'll tell you that, and a tuba. It was one of them big fat guitars. What are they, what are? I those? don't know what those are called, but I guess it's a bass, acoustic bass. Yeah, I forget what they're called. Those are awesome. It's a six but string. Do you, do you guys think that, that caravan thing was a false flag? <laughs> you I, think? I mean, I I don't discount. I I don't discount that any event yeah. is a false flag at this point. But I don't know. I mean, we literally didn't hear anything about it. Yeah. After, after the midterm election. What thing. happened? Are they still walking? I don't think so. And then there was this this big thing that happened at, at this uh, San Diego, uh, Tijuana border. Mm-hmm. And like, it looks so staged. Like there's people taking pictures and people pretending to be running. It really, it just really did look staged. And I'm, this is from a left wing perspective. It looked mm-hmm. fake. All right. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just think the caravan thing's bullshit. I don't think it's real. No, it isn't real. I mean, it's like the thing with the reason he's trying to distract now is that well, again, he, quietly, Robert Mueller has got him. Well, he's, he's got him. Here's I the, mean, it, here's the thing about the wall that I want. Just one thing I want to mention is that almost every every single president, almost the last four or five or whatever, have said something about possibly building a wall. Hillary Clinton has said it. Bill Clinton said it. Yeah. You know, they've all. Hinted at, like, we got to do something down there that's more than what we have. They all say the same shit. Sure. So so this just ties into you, you saying that that's a false flag or might be a false flag. It's like, well, there's a bigger agenda here that's not just Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump genuinely wants, genuinely wants the wall. But he, they're just he's the catalyst there that the, the people that pull the strings are trying to use to actually get it done because it's an unpopular idea. All of the presidents have been pressured to try to do it. And so that would make sense if that caravan was a false flag. That's like, okay, Donald Trump's doing. We're, we're picking up speed to get this wall built, you know, to for the elitists to protect their interests or whatever their agenda is. Let's put this false flag in here to try to push it over the top to get the red wave to make the wall thing happen. Mm. So it would tie, you know, theoretically, in the conspiracy theories, theorist sort of way of thinking, I could understand how that could be a false flag. And but the point I'm making is Donald Trump. Is not unique in his in his rhetoric about building a wall. Well, no, maybe, definitely maybe, not. No, maybe, Bill Clinton said worse things than he oh, did. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, it's definitely a a um weird talking point that, and then then they pretend like they never said anything about it, like the the Clintons and everybody <laughs> else. Yeah. And uh, hell, Barack Obama had one of those news conferences from the office that they that nobody aired because they thought it was too controversial. Yeah. So it was just on like the news channels. It wasn't on like main cable TV. But um I don't know. It, it's it just seems like it's a fake thing. Oh, oh this is a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers uh, waltz. So 
<laughs> but uh, I, I don't I don't think it's I don't think the caravan thing's real and the, I think that the I think you're right that the, they do like the people that pull the strings want the wall for the, some the same reason. people the same people that built Bechtel yeah want the, the wall built Bechtel Reserve yeah the prepper the the elitist preppers but why exactly I don't know I think they might be afraid that a polar shift's happening. The magnetic poles are doing all kinds of weird shit, and that could cause... It is time. And we're due, we're overdue for it, so... It could be all kinds of things that they're preparing for. It's not, like, one thing. It's like... Yeah. You know? There's all kinds of bad shit that could happen, and they want to be ready. Have you heard his theory about the Summit Bechtel Reserve, the... Uh, yeah. Boy Scout Camp. Boy Scout Camp. It's a big prepper facility. Yeah. I've... They they called an 811 ticket in there once, and I had men with guns asking me questions about what I was doing there. And I was like, somebody called in an eight one one ticket because you're going to be doing some digging, and it was. It turned out it was the contractor that was going in there to do it because mm-hmm. they have to, all right, to call in the things. But uh, and it's not like there's a bunch of. It was scouts. a half hour. I was like, it's not like security for there. an event. There's there no was, event. There was no scouts there. Yeah, this no, is uh, nothing. No event. No event that required security. Mm. Just, just the normal eight guys with an AR fifteen pointed at your head because you drove up a road. I did, it wasn't quite that bad, but, but they had guns. That does they weren't happen. drawn, but they're but like this hapless security guard didn't know what the fuck to do. He saw somebody drive up in a work truck, and I was like, man, I don't know. I'm just trying to do my job, man. So, I mean, I don't really want to do this anyway, so I'll just leave. I just ended up leaving. Like, man, fuck you guys. Have fun. Actually, it probably wouldn't be our 15s because government doesn't use those. But It would probably have been like AK-47 or, or M- M16. 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 M16s are the... Same thing, except for they're automatic, right? No, they're different. They're different. Diff- different bullet, different different gun. Ooh, I like it. Um, another, I have a little bit of umbrage. Um, there's a uh, a lady that just said she was going to start running for she's going to run for president in 2020. Tulsi Gabbard. She's a Hawaiian uh, senator, I think, and already the DNC has started to smear her because she's anti-war. We can't have that. She's not white. She's um, a good-looking woman. She's from Hawaii, from Hawaii. She's a veteran. She's everything that you would want except for one thing. She's anti-war. All right. She stepped down from the DNC. She was like not like the head of it, but she was in in the DNC whenever they fucked Bernie out. She stepped down and uh, told Bernie he should run um, independent on an independent ticket. Yeah. And now she said she's going to uh, run for president. And now all of a sudden, New York Times is uh, talking about how she's a friend of Assad because she went to a she went and had a conference and talked with uh, the Assad guy in Syria to keep us from killing everyone in Syria. Right. And so far, it's worked. I mean, we're still killing shitloads of people in Syria, but thank God. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they they're smearing the shit out of her, and it's just it's it's so obvious what they're doing. Yeah. So they don't, they don't even they don't even hide the shit that they do. I'm, they just do it right in plain sight. I'm not a Democrat or anything, but I'll listen to anybody who's for, the first thing they say is anti-war. You yeah. know, it's yeah. It's like you're not allowed to talk about it. It's like, but everybody's pro. Everybody's for it. It's yeah. It's at this point, 2019. It's and you at the federal level. If if you're if you're a dove, if you're anti-war, even a little bit. It's political. It's career suicide. Mm-hmm. Practically, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to run, but I think unless Trump gets removed, to impeached. I, I mean, if he's serious about being uh, taking people out of wars, um, uh, assassinated. 
<laughs> if he's yeah. actually that serious about it, he'll. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons. Yeah, he's a coward. JFK. He's a coward. Some shadowy figure will step oh, up. Oh yeah, he's, and, and he he won't. See, that's the thing about JFK. JFK, you can say all you want about him, but JFK was not a fucking coward. He was a brave, brave man. He was a poonhound. Love the that's pussy. The tr- that's true. But I mean, you can say uh, again, you can say whatever you want about him, but he was you not think, a fucking coward. Do you think his dick was bigger than Donald Trump's? I think Donald Trump has probably a tiny dick. Let me show you a picture. Do you think it's inverted? Because I think I think I've got proof it, that that's it's not. The, true. If it's the one Aaron sent me, it's fucking disgusting. It's a big fucking. <laughs> horrible, you know? I mean, that's just that's just a, a piece of art. I mean, the real thing is probably bigger. The real thing probably has has uh, a mustache. And imagine, do you think Donald Trump's pubes look like the hair on his head? Oh, like God. just a weird comb over. Looks like a seashell. I, just imagine him. Naked just makes me want to fuck a, a puke. A, pu- a pubic toupee? A pubpe? <laughs> pubpe. <laughs> How'd you spell that? I might, that might be the P-U-B. Okay. P-E. Would it be two E's with an accent? P-E-E with the accent? Yes. Okay. That might be the title of the show. Shit. Anything else, man? We're almost at two hours. We can call this a show. All right. Hey, anybody got a song you might want to go out on? I got one. Fucking get after it. Then let me, me pass me. you over the <sighs> pass the duchy to the left hand side. You know what I'm saying? You know what that song is actually about? It's a Dutch oven. Just a, it's a, that's what it's about because that's what they cook their food in. Oh, okay. It was a me oven. It's what we call them. People named Dutch. <laughs> I'm pretty excited to start my new job tomorrow. <laughs> I'm excited about playing music. Hey, come remember uh, if you're a fan of the show and you don't come and uh, li- watch the show whenever um, I'm playing music there on Friday at the Blue Parrot in Charleston. Then uh, I kindly request that you stop listening to this show <laughs> and commit suicide, please and thank you. <laughs> oh God, that's the one that's going to set it put us. Oh over. God, come local on. podcast advocates suicide. Because uh, his, his listeners don't want to come well, listen to him play stupid gay well, songs. Well, it is 100% true that suicide is a permanent solution. Yes. To a temporary problem. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, we're jamming. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Always remember when you come to a fork in the road, take it.
Watching the detectives. Watching the detectives. 